We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Second five. Quickly getting it to Naylor. Speeding Naylor. Named perfectly, isn't he? Going deep downfield. He's got it wide open. Jalen Naylor. And they'll never catch him. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another very special NFL Draft edition of Stay Hot. Today, we're going to be going through another NFL prospect, diving deep into his college career, his hopes, dreams, excitement for the NFL, and more. And today's prospect is none other than Jalen, a.k.a. Speedy Naylor. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. And, you know, before we, you know, do these interviews, we like to do a little bit of research. So we found out that you, you actually went to high school in Vegas. And we're yes, going sir. to we're going to be in Vegas for the draft. And we wanted to know what okay. is like your go to place to eat? Um, my go to place to eat out there uh, probably be Teriyaki Madness, In-N-Out. Uh, th- those are my top two for sure. I've had In-N-Out. I'm a big In-N-Out fan myself, but yeah. You said teriyaki. You probably don't get a. You probably don't get a ton of opportunity to have it over in uh, Ohio, do that? Do you? No, it's no, not no, in they, Ohio. They ain't got that one there. They ain't got that. Oh right, here. yeah, Michigan either. It's tough. It's tough. I didn't yeah. have it either. I'm from Minnesota, and then I moved out here to Arizona, and uh, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's like seven bucks. It's awesome. <laughs> you feel like that <laughs> everywhere. Sure. Um, so. You in high school at in Vegas, you went to Bishop Gorman High School, right? And I have a friend who went there who was probably around your grade. You wouldn't happen to know uh, Ryan Tismanetsky, would you? No, not ringing any bells, no. <laughs> all right, all right. I just had to ask when I saw Bishop Gorman High School. I was like, oh my gosh, Ryan went there. He was on, he talks about B, what, what, uh, years BGTV. He was... Oh, he was would have graduated yeah. in 2019. He was on uh, BGTV or something okay. like that. He's something he always talks about. Um, but I was just mm-hmm. had to ask okay. if you knew him. But that school is absolutely like a high school powerhouse. And you guys were in national championships mm-hmm. and were winning all the time. And I looked it up and it's a relatively smaller school, like 1,400 people or something like that. How is a school mm-hmm. of that size? Like yeah. How does, how does like a smaller school like that become such a big program on the high school level? Oh. Honestly, I, I'll just say it's, it's the kids and the coaches um, that's running the programs, that's in the program. I, I think that 
the coach, the coaching staffs at Bishop Gorman through all, all sports are pretty good because we, we do pretty good um, in pr pretty much all sports. So it's hats off to the to the coaches um, and, and the students there. Did you go there specifically because of their sporting prowess or did you live in the area before? Um, no, I actually lived in California before high school. I moved um, to Vegas j just to go to Gorman. Okay. And is the recruiting process, was the recruiting process for that any similar to like the recruiting process for college or was it a little bit different? Um, what, what do you mean recruiting process? Like when you decided, or maybe there is no recruiting process, but like going to California and then going to Bishop Gorman for sports, like the process of, of deciding to do that, was it any different than like being at Bishop Gordon before and then going to college football? Was, was it like a, a recruiting process or did you just hear about it and, and enroll uh, on your own, I guess? Um, well, my, my dad, um, one of his friends uh, reached out to him. He was sending his kids to, um, to Gorman, so he wanted us to check it out. We checked it out and then we took the placement test, visited the school, and then just – that was it from there. It was no uh, recruiting process or anything like, that, anything like that. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. And speaking of the recruiting process, I got to ask, uh, you were committed to ASU at one point, which is where I go, um, and then switched to okay. Michigan State. <laughs> no, no hard feelings <laughs> or anything, but I just like, I, I had to ask again as an ASU student, like what, what was the draw of ASU? And then what was maybe like the bigger draw to Michigan State? And how did you eventually settle on on choosing michigan state as the as the school to spend your your college career at right um well I, I was committed to asu for pretty much my whole senior year leading up to state game uh their head coach at the time todd graham and um rob likens um todd graham got fired and rob likens wasn't sure if he was staying so i, I was just like oh, i'm gonna just i'm gonna just decommit and um, just open my options back up because th those are my main two sources of contact at asu so I just felt like it was best just to decommit. And once I decommitted, um, Michigan State was the only school to reach out to me. So that's how that happened, how I ended up at MSU. Ended up working out, but I think it was funny. You know, I had a lot of offers from, like, West Coast teams sort of in that area. Lived in mm -hmm. California, went to Vegas, and then ended up going to school in Michigan. Was the weather <laughs> adjustment tough? Right. Oh, def definitely. I'm, I'm still not used to this weather, man. This cold is different. <laughs> no, I'm from I South Carolina. I live in Ohio now, and I feel you. I, yeah. I I was born in Ohio. I've lived here my entire life, and I still oh, hate it to this day. <laughs> like I'm get as soon as as soon as I can, I'm getting out of here. Now. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But in in high school, you also ran track, and I'm a big advocate for being you know multi sport athletes. You know, you won titles in what was it, the 100, the 200, as well as the four by one and four by two. Um, how, how much do you think that helped you in football and, you know, yeah, just really how much did like, did that help you in, you know, both your speed and agility or was it also like a mental aspect as well? Um, it, it's definitely helped me ever since I started running track. I started running track about seven. So each year I've been running, um, I wish I would have kept running in high school. I, I stopped running, uh, my first three years. Um, so I was just trying to focus on football, but track, track definitely, um, plays a big role with football just just having that speed that explosiveness uh that that longer endurance than than, than you would have um during football so I, I think that that's a big big focal point for all football players i think they should all run track in my opinion i know you know we want to talk about football a little bit more was there a play in high school that you thought was just really exciting for you 
or was there a moment in high school? Um, any time I had a double route in any play, that, that was, that, yeah, that, that was my favorite favorite time to uh, line up. Was there a matchup during your time in college that really stood out to you, like a cornerback you faced that you thought was was your toughest opponent? Uh, it'd definitely be Greg Newsom from from the uh, Northwestern, now at the Browns. Yeah, he he's a tough 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 corner to go against. He he could run. He's long, uh, physical. He, he he got it all for a great cornerback. So he's definitely my my most competition. Uh, when you were at Michigan State, go, like looking at the stats from your freshman to your last year, every single year the reception numbers would go up, and you played a bigger role at each and every year. How do you think your game improved most from when you first? got to Michigan State to your last year uh, and your biggest year? Uh, it's definitely night and day from, from the start to the end. Um, I came in, was a little, little little raw, a little rusty with my route running and stuff, just o- over time with that. Um, I think that's something I, I was focusing on a lot, my route running, um, getting off of press. Because in high school, I just played on the slot. I never played outside. So being outside, that, that was a big change for me. Um, just just having that constant press all the time it, it was it was rough but i was able to work through it throughout my years so i, I think i had a pretty good career. yeah what was the best like was there a moment when that kind of clicked for you when you're like oh this is how you beat press or like oh that makes so much sense and and you started like really kicking into a higher gear was there like a specific moment that sticks out to you where it's like okay i i, I got this now um it, it'd definitely be uh my my freshman year fall camp um I, I could just remember about ninety percent of my reps I had press, so <laughs> just going against that all the time it it changes you. You have to uh, get used to going through that. So that's something I I think I found more comfortable as time went on. Uh, what do you think your strongest asset at receiver is now? Like as your game has grown from freshman to senior year, at what what do you think makes you? the kind of receiver that you are now like the your best trait um i'll say just getting in and out of routes at the top um uh, just, just being real fluent and and consistent at the top of routes that's something that my coach here coach hawk uh, the past two years that was something that he's seen in me that i need to work on the most and and he he's proud of work, what i've done and where i came from and then I, i'm glad as well with the with the progress that i've made what what was your game plan like going? I mean, Michigan State had a big matchup this year against Michigan. What was your game plan like going up against uh, a tough defense like Michigan with a lot of talent? I I, I wouldn't say really had like a game plan. It, it was just executing. That, that that was our biggest thing in our offense was just executing, getting eleven guys to execute their assignments each play. So um, we we didn't really like get out of our. Uh, game plan at all get out of our uh playbook at all we really pretty much ran the same stuff uh every game so it, it was just a, a point of ex- executing and, and just having fun out there was there ever a game that you played in where you would maybe stray from what you normally do in order to like break out all the tricks to beat an opponent or was it kind of always the stuff you would install day one and you would just run that throughout the year i, I would say it, we we ran a lot of stuff from uh Day one to day five installed out. That was most of our offense there. So um, we, we just had different formations to get into to run certain plays and stuff like that. So get, get the defense a little different look at different weeks.
Your best game of the year was definitely against Rutgers. You had a hat trick of touchdowns, you know, yeah. I think over 200 yards. What did that defense do, especially if, if you're not really changing up your game plan for most of the year? What did that defense do or really fail to do that allowed you to have such a great game? <laughs> um, I couldn't even tell you. Um, you you'd have to ask them that. I mean, we we just <laughs> I, I feel like that game we, we was just executing and just just clicking on all the right right cylinders on offense. And I feel like that was definitely one of our best offensive games that we had. And and you talk about being able to you know learning how to beat press. I thought that was really apparent in that game. A lot of times, like mm -hmm. you would just burn a corner on a fade route. And a lot of receivers, when they when they get that when they get that outside release, they want to take it straight to the sideline. I, th I thought you did a really mm -hmm. good job of like stacking mm -hmm. corners yes, deep, yes, and I and I thought that was that was I thought that played a big role in why you were able to have such a such a big mm -hmm. game. Yes, sir. That 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 was a big point. Uh, just route running for me. Uh, that's something that Coach Hogg was telling me every day, telling the guys every day that hey, when you, when you release, try try to try to stack them, try to get on top, so you could have. So you got them playing at, at your at your pace and at your will, and get, give them more time to uh, to just have different options to from here to guess from, and just 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 get open. So you said that in college, um, you were comfortable in the slot, or that's where you were playing most. I mean, in high school, you were playing mostly from the slot, and it was kind of new to you to play outside in in college. Have you communicated right. with NFL teams at all about where they view you and where do you think you'll kind of be lining up, whether that be X, Z, slot? Um, or maybe a, all three. Have you been in any kind of contact with NFL teams about what your role might be at the next level? Um, I've had a couple couple convos. Um, they they said I could play uh, both inside and out because I'm kind of a long athlete. Like with my uh, like my my running strides kind of long, so they they see that as pretty good for an outside dude and, and for my size that I am. Was that at the combine that you were having these conversations? Was that part of that interview process? Uh, yeah, it, it was at the combine and a little bit after. How was the combine experience for you doing run through all the drills and, uh, talking to the teams? Was that like an enjoyable experience or something that you're not, <laughs> that you, you're glad you don't have to go through really again? Um, that, that, that was a great experience. So the, the uh, stuff on the field and the interviews, that, that was great. Uh, the thing for me was just, just the medical stuff that, that stuff was taken taking all day being at the hospital for about eight hours it, it, it was just rough you know but the, the on-field stuff and the interviews it, it was great experience just just being able to be in that atmosphere around around these nfl guys around these nfl coaches gms all of that it was it was great when I was watching the wide receivers and as the results kind of came rolling in, it, it seems like not a lot of them were running the agility drills. I think it was something like only 13 of the 40 guys who were yeah. there were doing the three cone and, and doing the shuttle. And you were one of the one of the few guys who did. What mm -hmm. do you why do you think a lot of the guys pass that up? And what went into your decision to actually run those? I, I would say PP was getting tired. Um uh, just throughout that whole uh, on-field stuff, we was out there for about four and a half hours, maybe a little longer than that. Um, I feel like it was just taxing on us, but I was just like, I'm going to just knock it out now, just get it, get it out the way so I won't have to really focus on it on uh, pro day. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, like, what might be the big difference between the combine and the pro day for a lot of people. And I, and I just want to, like, get your thoughts on it and see if, it might align with my view, which is that most most people at a, at a pro day, you have like ultimate control over what goes on. 
Would I right. would I be correct in saying like you have your quarterback throwing to you? You have you know, run mm-hmm. your field that you're comfortable with. You get to pick your route. You get to pick everything. Do you do you think right. that's the appeal to doing a pro day even after doing the combine? No, I I think so. I feel like it's just another opportunity to uh, to get on the field and show, show the NFL uh, scouts what you can do. Uh, it's just another another opportunity for guys and. Um, I'm just glad to be a part of that. Um, I mean, pro pro day, pro pro day is different. Um, I, I thought it was gonna be different than what it was. It, it was kind of, it was just kind of dull and, and pretty pretty bland with like the the energy and everything going on. Um, but it, I say the combine experience might have been better than the pro day. Interesting. During your like off season training and getting ready for the NFL, have you spoken to any wide receivers? Have you trained with anyone else who's currently in the NFL? I, I have not trained with anybody, but but I've talked to a couple receivers. Who have you talked to? Uh, I've talked to Des Bryant. You know, uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne. I've talked to him a little oh, bit. Oh, right, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, those are just a couple guys right now. What have they told you and what advice have they have they given you about like life in the NFL and what you need to do to succeed? They just got to say you just got to go in and work, uh, learn the playbook as soon as possible uh, so you can show them that you you, you know what to do. You know what you got to do and uh, just being consistent, um, showing up early, being the first one on the field, last one off the field, getting extra work in, just, just stuff like that. Yeah, makes sense. That's what most of the we've had a couple other prospects on. And that seems to be doesn't matter the position that kind of seems to be like the mentality that everybody is like, yeah, you got to you got to have a very workmanlike mentality, which is probably the same about the same for college. So (laughs) I would imagine. Well, we have a few we have a few rapid fire questions we want to throw at you before we get out. Don't (laughs) think too hard. It's just just for fun here. So the first one is your biggest fear. Biggest fear, snakes. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified of snakes. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a fair thing to be afraid of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one is your first purchase when you get your first NFL paycheck. Oh, God. Um, Probably a car. <laughs> Do you have a probably car in mind? A, uh, a Mustang. A Mustang. Yeah, that's, that, that's my favorite right now, so hopefully. Okay. Is there a celebrity you would want to meet? Maybe take them for a drive in your new Mustang? <laughs> um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, mm. he, he's probably in my top three favorite artists. So spending a day with him would be, would be amazing because I, I love his music. <laughs> love it. What's your favorite Kendrick Lamar album? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Good choice. To Pimp a Butterfly for sure. What is your favorite movie? Ooh, favorite movie? Um, I, I don't have one. It, it's it's up there with uh, Transformers, uh, Super Bad, Longest Yard. Uh, those just to name a few. But I don't, I don't have a favorite. I think you're the first person to not say Step Brothers. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. We've gotten two in a we've gotten a two in a row that said Step Brothers. Yeah, uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Step Brothers. So if you get to an NFL locker room and you need to like make friends, talk to them about Step Brothers. I <laughs> you guess want you want to fit in. I guess they all like Step Brothers. There. Brothers. <laughs> uh, so you you said that Kendrick Lamar is uh, you know one of your favorite artists. Are there any other artists that you're that you listen to a lot, or maybe someone that you've been listening to a lot recently? Maybe like since last summer to now, I li- I've been listening to just Draco the Ruler. 
every day. <laughs> he's literally the, the only artist I've been listening to. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely, he might be my top two. He might be, he might be one for me, but uh, I, I just listen to him since high school. And uh, just being from Cali, he's from Cali, you know, I, I can just understand like the type of stuff that he's talking about. And then one more thing, we have this bit that we do on here. So what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Or if you don't have a favorite, a top three. Vanilla. If you don't have a favorite, you could do like a top three. Vanilla. But Vanilla for sure. <laughs> that's a good Vanilla show. will always be good for me. That's, that's wide receiver one right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in the draft and beyond. Sure. You know, we can't wait to see what you do in the NFL. Shout out again to Wasserman Talent for connecting us with these amazing prospects. And thank you all for watching. As always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. We will catch you all on the flippity flop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.